Hey, Blenders, on this week's show, we break down the Oscar nominations, going category by category and talking snubs, as well as playing Bradford Youngblend. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, Blenders, and welcome. Welcome to episode number 202 of Awards Blend, the podcast that isn't quite sure that the Academy knows what the word best means. We are breaking down Oscar nominations today, and boy, do we have a lot of things to get into. Uh, We're going to break down all the major categories. We're going to talk about some snubs, uh, and we're going to get into a lively debate about whether or not the best movies of the year, the true best movies of the year, uh, got the Oscar nominations. Uh, so to do that, I had to bring in. Well, first off, I'm Sean O'Connell, the managing editor of Cinema Blend, and I'm joined as always by Kevin McCarthy of Fox Five in Washington D.C. Hi, Kev. How are you? Gotta say, man, hearing awards blend brought back memories. I, remember I wanted to recording. go to like episode twelve of Awards Blend because I forget how many we did. Uh, <laughs> we I mean, the, yeah, that was and for people who are just like who just found us maybe recently. That was the name of our original show. Uh, that's the, how the show started. So uh, but yeah, but weirdly enough, we are back full circle to the moment where this show started, which was about the Oscars and the award season. So this is kind of uh, full circle. I always love when we get back to this point in the in the uh, we were, were just as disappointed today as we were back then <laughs> in the nomination slate uh, in the other chair. As always, Jake Hamilton of Fox 32 in Chicago. Hello, Jakey. How are you? Hey, buddy. I, I haven't seen the nominations. I'm curious to see how many Finch got. Uh, just 75. Yes. Yeah. Wait, the, no- the nominations <laughs> yes. are already out. I thought they were happening during the show live. Best yeah. movie named Finch. Uh, <laughs> Gabe Kovach is in the producer's chair and Gabe has a camera. Hi, Gabe. How are you? I'm good. Hello, boys. Good to full, see you. Full house. Full house. We were missing Sean last week. Everyone's Gabriel. back. Oh, it's really weird. By the way, it's very it's really weird listening to the show when you're not part of it. Yeah. Um, it's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like, I want to chime in. And yeah, yeah, yeah. there are certain times when like <laughs> it's it's just odd hearing. <laughs> Did you, guys you get to the part show? where we were talking about you as an extra in the Patreon? <laughs> Yeah. And how yes. we want to see the image of yeah. you with like the, the curly hair oh, and the I musket. It. I had it. I actually <laughs> did because they used. Uh, oh, I don't think I ha- I don't think I have photos of it, but like I was oh. in that because they used. That's when I learned how they attach wigs to your hair. I don't know if they do yeah. it anymore. They attach wigs to your hair with bobby pins and it like digs into your scalp because um, they need it to not move. And it was also August in North Carolina. Oof. So it wasn't. Uh, I'm just picturing Sean with like pleasant. one of those big. Big American Revolution wigs and one great. of the little hats and like yeah. he's carrying his little musket. Were you were you a red coat? 
I was a red coat. Yes. And uh, where, I'll where was on Roland Emmerich during all this? Far, far Counting away from all of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus, Ben, I'm he busy. Was, <laughs> he was writing, Sean, I'm busy. Jesus, Sean, I'm busy. <laughs> he was actually training with Mel Gibson uh, out in a field where Mel was learning how to ride a horse, which oh, is pretty wow. exciting. Well, yeah. wait, did oh, you see Ledger anywhere? No, I don't think we did. Oh, wow. Yeah. By but the back way, then he was like the dude from A Knight's Tale. Yeah. No one, ca- no one really cares. Yeah. No one really I love cares. I gotta, t- I gotta say, the Patriot is highly underrated. I love I think the Patriot. It's, it, well, I guess the point I'm making is when you think of Roland Emmerich, you think of like his body of work of disaster films. But sure. genuinely, Patriot is a phenomenal film. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. Oh, hmm. And Sean's in it. And I am in it. Yes. All right. We're going to get the housekeeping. If you're watching us on YouTube. Hello. Do you appreciate all of our new equipment? We uh, have new cameras and we sound better. Thanks to all the hard work behind the scenes that Gabe is doing. Uh, give us a like and a subscribe while you're here on our YouTube channel. And make sure you tell a friend about the show because that's how we grow out uh, the base of people who are listening to us on a weekly basis. If you want to get more episodes of us, including a bonus episode that drops on Monday and a newsletter. Oh, this is newsletter week. Gabe, I have to write something. Uh, <laughs> go to Real Blend. Uh, you can get Real Blend Premium by going to. Uh, I got to move the notes down here. Well, actually, you can just go to the description and it'll tell you, you how to sign up for Real Ben Premium. <laughs> 202 <laughs> episodes. Yeah. The description yeah. is your safety The description is where you should go to. Yes, it's all down there. Uh, so sign up for Real Blend Premium and you will get extra episodes of the show. And of course, we are available all the different places where you get your normal podcast needs met. Uh, it's going to be back in the chair. We're going to move on to the Oscar nominations, which we have to get to the biggest topic of the week. It's Friday, hopefully, when you guys are listening to this, or maybe even a little bit after. And you've had some days to process uh, what was announced as part of the 2022 Oscar nominations. We're going to go through the major categories. Uh, I will start off by reading the category and the nominees, uh, and then we'll get into whether we thought uh, there were any major surprises, snubs, uh, people we want to celebrate, so on and so forth. So uh, we're going to start with adapted screenplay. And the nominees for Adapted Screenplay are Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. I want to start by just saying it's a big day on Tuesday when they were announced uh, for Drive My Car. Yeah. And I am embarrassed that I haven't yet seen Drive My Car. I think we all are embarrassed. Well. I feel like there's always and I don't know if you guys feel this way. I mean, I know we're a movie podcast and I feel like we, we all should have seen this movie. I, I definitely should have. I, I just didn't. There there were no screenings that I was aware of. I wasn't even really too familiar with this film um, in terms of obviously the Oscar buzz kind of started ramping it up. We started hearing about it more and more. Um, and that happens sometimes. I think remember last year. That movie with Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I was trying to think of. Yeah. And I can't even think of the name of the movie. It's terrible. Like, oh, it's every a, once in a while, like the uh, was it another year? Was another that what it was year, called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And like, so the Oscars will will come out with their nominations, and then there'll there'll be some films that didn't seem like players throughout. I mean, even like The Father with Anthony Hopkins, which which yeah. ended up obviously winning his Oscar. Um, there's always a few that pop in and out. And like, you know, we're we're all film journalists. We all work full time doing this. And obviously it's impossible to watch all television and all movies that we watch for our work. And this is not an excuse. Um, it's just more of like now I feel like Sean said, I feel bad that I haven't seen Drive My Car. I'm like, what is this film? I'm looking well, it up. It's a three fun, hour film. Part of the fun of and, the nominations, though, is to give you a list of things that you're like, OK, now I have sure, to watch it. Right. So I gotta catch sure. But I kind of sure. like that. It, I kind of like that it works for people 
like us who are in the industry. Like generally when what I mean by that is when the Oscar nominations come out, generally what people do is they'll go, all right, I got 10 films I have to watch between now and the Oscars to understand what all the hype is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been given some homework. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and we all work in this industry, but like, sure. I don't, I have not seen drive my car. I have also not seen the uh, movie that Penelope Cruz got nominated for parallel mothers. Is that Parallel what it's called? Mothers is good. Right. Yeah. yeah so, the, so, film. so Jake, have you seen that? Uh, no, I've not. No. Right. So but, there's two films that Jake and I need to watch based on nominations. Thrilled to see Coda in there. Thrilled to see Dune in that category. I think it's great that Maggie Gyllenhaal got uh, a nomination for Lost Daughter and The Power of the Dog. Also, I think Power of the Dog ended up with the most nominations. Yeah. Is that 12. Correct? Is that yeah. 12 All nominations. Right. So let's get over to original screenplay now uh, where we found Belfast. Wait, can we go back to really quickly? Can we go back to uh, Adapted? Sure. And uh, I, I mean, I, Sean, I, I know your answer to this, but Kevin, aren't you a little bummed that West Side Story didn't get an adapted? I mean, what, what they did for that screenplay was brilliant. Let me tell you right now, you're 100 percent right. Uh, what Tony Kushner was able to do, do with that screenplay and the, the the subtle differences that were made in the in the story uh, were, were what were kind of what made Spielberg's version different in my opinion yeah. from the 60s version and obviously remember like everybody calls West Side Story a remake it's not a remake it's an adaptation of the sure. of the original music and lyrics by by Sondheim and, and Bernstein so yeah. what Kushner did was and I, I, I and the only reason I really know this is I watched a press conference with uh, Steven Spielberg Tony Kushner and Rita Moreno and to hear Tony dive into these little things that he changed. Also, you have to understand how brilliant it was. And I mean, this is just me. I thought this was really cool for an immersive tool. I don't know if this was brilliant, but I thought it was really smart how they kept the Spanish in mm-hmm. Spanish mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. subtitling it. Um, and the idea that is that we're watching a natural conversation between characters. And then at the same time, based on reactions, and, and this is going to be a weird comparison, but I'll make it like I am Groot, for example. We don't know what, you know, that's all I am Groot. That's all the character sure. says. But we know what the character means based on the other actor's reactions yeah. or the characters. Like, like you'll say something, he'll go, I am Groot. And you know, yeah. he's, you know what he said yeah. based on the reaction. When Chris Pratt says, oh, dude, watch your right. leg. Like it's it's exactly. Yeah. So and again, I'm not comparing I am Groot to the, the no, language but I, of Spanish. But, I but, yeah. but but it is an interesting thing that an immersive tool for you as an audience member that you kind of lean in. Sure. And and so to me, that's a that's a screenplay choice. Yeah. That is a directing choice. Um, yeah, that is honestly probably the biggest one in that category, because I think what Kushner did is exactly the definition of an adapted screenplay 100%, 100%. is finding a way to play with the material. Yeah in a different way for audiences that may not know it. It's interesting. Was yeah. Zola an adapted screenplay since it's technically a good question? Yeah, technically it would be because, well, I, that's a, I'm i only doing this based on what I think logically makes sense. And I could be sure. completely wrong. Um, but they mean, obviously the, you know, you, I guess they did put a book together of the tweets. Sure. Yeah. But this is an interesting question. Um, I don't I know. Know. Whatever category it deserves to be in, I'd have thrown that in for consideration. I'm that's actually a, that's actually kind of like blow my mind now. Like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah. in the in the movie, every time every time you hear the tweet, the toot, toot, that means yeah. it's an actual piece of dialogue. Like? <laughs> I don't know. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, I already watched it the other day. I love that movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, did that movie get shut out completely? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Oh my. We, I think we all knew that was going to happen. 
Yeah. It's such yeah. a great I, I, film. There was a part of me that thought Coleman might. Me too. Coleman Domingo might drop in the supporting actor race, but me too. Kev, you forget though, it's not a real movie, Zola, because what do you, you mean? Know, well, it didn't get nominated for the for the oh. Academy Award, so it's not real. It's not a. It's not an You're hundred percent right, I and mean, remember. Yeah. The Academy nominations are yeah. exactly how it really is. It's not. Yeah. This is not. This is not an opinion. This is fact. This is. These are. The these Oscars, are the best movies. These are the best. <laughs> the the artist. Out, e- everyone's year. waiting for that new art. The direct, film from the director of the artist. Everyone Michelle can't wait for Tom ha- Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait for Tom Hooper's next joint. film. Yeah, yeah the, the new Hooper the joint. New, <laughs> when's a new Hooper, When's a new Hooper joint dropping? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. I, Tom Hooper is a perfectly fine director. Could you imagine, like Tom Hooper's like a secretly a Roblin fan and he's just sitting oh, there at home like oh he's got premium and, and, and he's got he's got the, the king's speeches with a dollar sign written in a chalkboard on, on his wall <laughs> we'll get into this when we get to director Cats. but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but one of the yeah, things I find interesting snakes to the second one <laughs> Cats. it is fascinating like in our text thread when the nominations came out um, and we'll get to director, obviously, <laughs> later in the discussion. But that was a fascinating thing is going through, like, which directors have been nominated or won over the years and which ones haven't. Yeah. And, like, when you see the list of directors you have never won and then you go, yeah, but Tom Hooper has an Oscar. <laughs> and then we were just like, can't wait for that new Tom Hooper joint. <laughs> it was just so funny. Anyways. All right. Uh, let's get to original screenplay. Uh, we have Belfast. Don't look up, which I have an interesting stat about King Richard. Uh, licorice pizza and then the worst person in the world which i know had a lot of support uh behind it and uh i know there's a big fan base that's that's thrilled to get that in uh the thing i wanted to say about don't look up is i read this recently and i want to make sure that it's correct gabe if maybe you could check this out for me i think it's the third screenplay nomination for adam mckay which would put him ahead of people such as quentin tarantino (laughs) and uh i think woody allen has three no there's no way so vice is is one no right Tarantino has Pulp Fiction, Django, and Bastards, at least, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's four. Maybe I read that stat wrong. Well, you guys can talk about the nominations. I'll see if I can find that stat. We're a movie podcast, right? I'm I'm looking right now. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, of that, the original screenplays, I I mean, I... I'm thrilled to see Paul Thomas Anderson get in there. Seems like a late rush. Is this this about to... uh, We'll talk predictions later, but... um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what what else. I'm trying to think of what he has. He does have three nominations. Adam McKay does. McKay does. Yeah, yeah, so but, that's not, but, that's, but that's not more than Tarantino. To, to keep to, to keep some like level playing field here. All right. So Adam McKay's three nominations would be Vice, Don't Look Up, and what's the third? Probably Big, big Short. short. Big, he, won big big short. short. Yes. he won okay. for Big Short. He won for Big Short. All right. So that means that Quentin Tarantino and Adam McKay have the same amount of wins no, for a screenplay. Just nominations. No, Tarantino's oh. won twice. Tarantino won for Django. Yeah, he and did win for, twice. And he wanted to win for Hollywood. And Pulp Fiction. No, he, no, he didn't. No, he did. He didn't win for Hollywood. No, he wanted to win for Hollywood because yeah, it would have really tied won. him with uh, Woody yes, Allen. Yes, that's right. It would have been a big deal for him. Yeah, I remember that. Um, in the case of the worst person in the world, I think the nomination is the win. I think it's happy to be there. Hopefully shines some recognition on that dark comedy. Yeah, that's another, that's uh, another film I have not seen that everyone's talking about. I saw it and it's it's the lead actress in it is terrific. Yeah, um, I know there are a lot of people that were pushing for her for a, a lead actress nomination. Yeah, it just felt well, I mean, an actress and actor, there were just not enough slots for all these people yeah. to go around. So we all know what's missing from this category. Right. And then this what? is not a joke. Barb and Star should be in this category. It's a yeah. great script for, for screenplay. Again, is it a script, though? 
It's a great script. No, oh, it, no. Do you remember? No, no, no. Hang on, hang on. Oh, the way that they point. make those comedies, though, is that a script? Though, if they yes. did, if they did forty takes and they took the best joke that they wrote Correct me on if I'm the wrong. day. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Were Annie and Kristen not nominated for Bridesmaids? They were. Look that up. For that's not, that's not the point. Oh, no, why, why, why is that different? Oh, it's the no, same sorry, 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 sorry. I am sorry, not saying, saying that they else. got it right when they did that. I'm saying right now, I don't know that I would argue yes. that it deserves a nomination when so much of it is improv. But then, why would bridesmaids deserve a nomination? I don't care. I'm saying like I, I'm saying like that's not. Then they got it wrong. No, then I'm okay. They got it wrong. I, I, I yeah. disagree with you. I think bridesmaids should have been fine. nominated. But I'm saying I, that's what I, my point is. I think if, if there's that much improv, do you really put it above? X other movies that were written. Give me the five again. Belfast. Don't look up. King yeah. Richard. Yeah. Licorice Pizza. No. And the worst person in the world. It's above two of them, at least. It's above Don't Look Up. I, don't Look Up is not a good script. It's too on yeah. the nose. Here's yeah. the thing. Like, and again, this goes back to the age old discussion here. Everybody's face when I said Barb and Star for screenplay, because it's an outrageous comedy. It's not about it being a comedy, though, for me. It's not That's that it's a comedy. It's that it's not. They didn't write it. Necessarily, that, they, wrote you, the, they wrote the. I story. disagree with that. They did write a script. They wrote a whole. We don't script know for, for sure. Game. We don't know for sure. Like every line of that could be scripted. It could be, but that's not how they make those movies. Like we know True. how they make those movies. They they do a hundred um, of those jokes, and and that's I, fine. I think that's a it's a method. It doesn't matter. But we're talking about a screenplay. What? I want to clarify here. I listened to Kristen Wiig on Howard Stern talking about the screenwriting process of this movie. I've I'm not saying they don't. I'm not it. saying they don't write. I'm just saying we're talking about best. We're talking about capital B best. Yeah, I, I think it deserves to be okay. above. No, don't look up. It's better than don't look up. Sean? That's fine. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with there, that. Oh, there are a lot of films that are better than yeah. don't look up. Yeah, but okay. don't look up for whatever reason connected with the Academy. Jake is looking up. What do you think? No, I'm no, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to think. I would have liked to have seen a pig nomination. I'm trying to say like yeah. I'm trying to think of like other movies I really would have liked. I'm I'm really amazed at and we'll continue to hear this name as we go through the how big of a of a uh, scene and, and you got i love king richard but like that's not a, whenever i walked out of that movie i didn't necessarily think well there's a there's a screenplay nomination right there exactly barb that's, and star I, is a better script than king oh, richard God, you're not gonna you're not gonna get me to agree on the barb and star thing see that's the problem is wait sean I, what's a better script no, has, barb no, and star nothing to do it, you know you, i just richard. don't like the movie no, you're I'm, not asking sean a question. No, I'm asking sean a question what's a better script king richard or barb and star be honest Personally, I think <clears throat> I think the Barb and Star is a better script because I would argue that I think that it's an even more interesting story. Like even if they just concocted the story, I find it more interesting than than just the the relative paint by numbers that is King Richard. Um, you know what I would really like to see? Where, where would Aaron Sorkin fall for being the Ricardos? It was that, I. It was I one of his weaker scripts. That, yeah, that and and I think that his. Um, usage of the, the like the three storytellers that it cut i thought was actually a mistake yeah. like i actually okay. feel like that really under was confusing I, I actually yeah i i don't well, think you it tell was him that when he was on the show you should have let him know that well he, look he broke his own nose you want him to break mine too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point i'm uh, telling you guys i'm telling you i'm not, I'm, I'm not crazy here barbara star is better than two of those screenplays and that's that's a fact mm. in my opinion <laughs> one of best, best supporting actress uh jesse buckley gets in for the lost daughter ariana debose gets in for west side story judy dench and not katrina balf uh grabs the belfast nomination kirsten dunst is in for the power of the dog and ingenue ellis Gets in for King Richard. Uh, Andre Noelis feels like the one that everybody had been talking about. Ariana DeBose as well. 
Uh, Jesse Buckley was a surprise to me, but I, yeah. I didn't care for the Lost Daughter, but I thought she was the best thing in yeah, it. Yeah, she was. She was incredible. Is this the first time that we've ever had? And I know, obviously, even with Ariana DeBose uh, playing the same character that Rita Moreno played sixty years ago, mm-hmm. is this the first time that two actors have been nominated the same year for playing the same character? The same year? So, yeah, well, like, like, didn't like, get nominated. Like, no, no, I mean like Olivia Coleman and Jesse Buckley were both nominated. Oh, I see. Lost Daughter. Is this the first oh, time that Godfather Two, Brando and De Niro? No, di- different. Oh, wait, I'm movies. sorry. I'm sorry, but different movies, but same character. No, yeah, yeah, same, same year, same year. That's so interesting. Like, so, so, like, so only two times in history have two different actors won for playing the same role: Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix, and then Brando mm-hmm. and De Niro. It's about right. to happen a third time because Ariana Debose is going to win, and it'll be Ariana Debose and, and Rita Moreno. What I'm asking is, with Olivia Coleman and Jesse Buckley being nominated the same year for the same movie, is it the first time that two different actors have been nominated That's at the same time for playing the same character? What about Maybe. Titanic? Did the actress who played Rose Older get nominated? Oh, that's interesting. I actually she think did. she did. I think she did. She so, so no, it's did. not the first time. Well done. Good pull. Why to go, pull. Kevin? Good on pull. the spot. Very I good. I was pull. guessing. Yeah, I think Wait, you're right. Who is, who is the actress who played the older Rose? Her name is. That. So was she a supporting? And yeah, she was the lead. Was lead. Yeah. Oh wow. And then. I was just guessing. Her name was June Squibb. Gloria Stewart. Thank you. And the Miami Sound Machine. Oh, that's Gloria Estefan. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> my bad. I'm all over the place. Uh, Ariana DeBose is not going to win automatically. She is win. I'm not saying it's automatic. I'm saying that Anjanou Ellis has a huge fan base behind her for that part for King Richard. Okay. And I would not be surprised if Kirsten Dunst gets a lot of attention between now and the time that that movie DeBose uh, is going to win by the time the Oscar wins. OK, we're going we're gonna to have a very serious bet riding on this. I was about to say you're, you're, you're ready to lose again. No, I'm not. I'm, I, I am. I'm going to play the cards as I see them dealt and not go with my emotion. And uh, yeah, well, I plan tell on me about your tell me about your emotions when you have to watch another human centipede movie. Let's move on to best supporting actor, uh, Kieran Hyde. Oh wait, um, well, let's talk about Katrina Balfe and Judy Dench. How do we that, how do we feel that, about this? That seems not right. And I I, I very much liked Judy Dench in Belfast. Yeah. Um, her her that those moments she had in the final moments were were stunning. But Katrina Balfe had the whole movie. Yeah, no, and, I agree. Do you well, think it's do you think by any chance? Because, you know, sometimes the Academy members take it upon themselves and straight up say, look, I know you're you're uh, campaigning for this category, but you belong in this one. Remember, they were campaigning Kate Winslet for supporting actor for the reader, supporting actress, and they ended up nominating her in lead actress. And that was okay. a shock when that happened. Do you think maybe enough people just looked at Katrina Balfe's performance and went, that's a lead actress performance? Could be. I would argue is. she is lead. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. That's the weird part is that, well, obviously they, they, they were campaigning her for supporting because leading is too stacked. Right. I yeah. mean, there's sure. So at the end of the day, well, what's fascinating about this particular situation is I actually would argue that Dornan and Balf are actually better performances than Hines and Dench's performance. And obviously the opposite happened in terms of the nominations, yeah. but Dench, I will argue, this was probably the first time in years that I felt that she disappeared in a role. Oh, interesting. Um, and like to a point where like generally when you're watching Judy Dench, because she's so famous and she's mm-hmm. like she's Judy Dench. It's, it is sometimes hard to um, 
uh, you know, disconnect Separate. from the actual. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I first saw Belfast, I didn't realize it was her for like the for a while into the film, hmm. um, just because I was so in it and so immersed in it. And all she she looks a lot different than she normally yeah. looks And the accent um, like she nails the accent. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think I, I, Judy Dench falls into that category of like like we were talking earlier about Steven Spielberg, how like people just expect them to be awesome all the time. So it's almost as if like when they get nominated, you go, yeah, but it's Judy Dench or that's Spielberg. But like you also have to understand the the subtlety and the and the craft um, that make you believe that, that she's the character when 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 she's so in- insanely yeah. famous and Spielberg, you know, is great because of he continually does great films. So yes. it's like. Yes, there is like this almost like this weird bias, not bias, but this weird shift in our minds. When we see Judy, Judy Dench get nominated, we go, all right, maybe Katrina should have gotten it. But Judy's been nominated a million times before, but she's outstanding in the film. And yeah. there's no question. But Katrina's phenomenal, too. I mean, like, I would love for her to get nominated because she, my favorite scene in the whole film is her and Dornan. I think he's leaving the house and he turns back around and he says thank you to her for raising the kids. And there's just something like brilliant about the way she's in that sequence and her entire facial expressions in every scene when she brings Jude back to the store to return the item that he took. Um, she's just awesome. Oh, during the movie. riot. Um, I was really sad. She wasn't nominated. She definitely deserved it, but you know, I, I would, this is supporting actress. Yeah. I would take, what, I would take, what do you think it's like for someone to, cause you know, obviously by the time we get to the Oscar nominations, it's the very last thing at the end of the road. And we've been subjected to nominations and wins for a slew of other different types of awards, whether it's the different guilds or the different unions or the Golden Globes or the the Critics' Choice or or the BAFTAs or whatever the case may be. What do you think it's like, Oscar Morning, to have been nominated for everything up to that point and wake up and probably have your family around you and you're kind of waiting on that someone's (laughs) recording and then you don't hear your name called? Well, I Chris think it's Stewart probably, had the opposite reaction. I think like in a way I was watching somebody's live reaction to um, this guy, Dan Morrell, who I forget the website that he runs. Um, he's been running a film website forever. And he was he posted his live reaction to Denis not getting nominated. Mm-hmm. And the way that it happened was that like the category blew past and it took him a minute or two to even kind of process it. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was like, oh, this person, oh, that person. And then he, he was like, wait a second. And I wonder if that's kind of well, if you're waiting to hear your name, then that's. Yeah, that's I feel like, you know, because really also, it. too, you know, fairly quickly because they go in alphabetical order. So you sure. kind of do the math where it's like, OK, oh, they the person that's third has a name that's later in the alphabet than mine. You so gotta, I didn't get you got to play it safe. You got to just uh, be political about it and say it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. Oh, sure. I mean, like, yeah, no one's going to come out and, and, and complain about it. But I'm just thinking about like in that moment, what that moment has to be like. I'm sure it matters a lot more for younger actors and actresses, sure. you know, like with Anthony Hopkins winning last year. Right. Wasn't he like out in a field somewhere, like doing his own thing? Oh, when, when he, he was, he was protecting himself from COVID. Yeah, for sure. Let's, yeah. let's be nice to Anthony Hopkins. OK, no, no. look, I, I will say you've I seen will what say, he can do when he's angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I by no means am I even remotely close to saying that this is comparable in the least sense. But there there have been years where I've texted you guys on uh, Emmy nomination day when I thought I was going to get nominated for story X, Y and Z, something that I was very proud of that, you know, woke up, had a pep in my step, was fairly certain it was going to happen. And then the nominations come down. And once again, you have that moment where you kind of look at the list and 
you read all the names again and you go, Aww. am I, am I not seeing my name on there? And then, I, and then you go, am I, and then you start going and we go, and you kind of look at the category and you go, am I looking at the right category? Like it is, it's a weird, but then you kind of, you instantly have this like, well, who the hell am I to just assume that my name was going to be on that list? So you're Jake Hamilton for God's sakes. Yeah. That's well, that's probably why that's, that's why my name hasn't been on there a lot. Two time award winner for best hair in Chicago. Oh yes, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Kev, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Judy Dench released in her statement. Uh, she let us know her favorite uh, Rob <laughs> Schneider and David Spade movie. It's a oh, uh, wow. Yeah, she I thought it was weird that she mentioned it in her acceptance, it, her, her speech sort of recognizing no, being nominated for Belfast. And she was like, by the way, I just want everybody to know I really love. Oh, I oh really then I have one. This, then I have one. I have this one too. Rob Schneider, Rob David Spade Schneider. Uh, and David Spade sports comedy. Yeah, sports oh. comedy. Oh, I know exactly. Oh my god! I can't remember the name of that one. I know exactly. Yeah. I can see the cover of it. I mean, it's great. Uh, it was a great movie. I don't blame her for for loving the de- the Dench Warmers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's really good. I forgot about the Bench Warmers. The Bench Warmers. Uh, that's pretty damn good. I'm glad she. Meant, I'm, I'm glad she gave that some. Um, uh, yeah, long overdue. You know, she name checked it. Long brings overdue. it back to the forefront. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey Sean. Hey, Sean. Yes, what's, Jake, uh, yes. What, what is uh, what's what's uh, Kenneth make, Branagh's favorite? Make it good. Uh, make it what's good. Kenneth Branagh's favorite Clint Eastwood movie? Hmm. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's favorite. Come on, you can do this. I believe in you. Uh, um. <laughs> it's uh, every which way but Belfast and loose. Wow, that. That oh, one, Jesus. Jake, that there's a reason you're deep. Game. You know what? <laughs> Screw you guys. You know what? That's it. I'm done. Way, but they'll fast and loose. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, fast is not wait, in that title. Fast is not in that title. Gabe, can we cut that bar down? No, keep it. You no. will keep that, Gabe. You will leave that in there and you will add cricket sounds to it. Please, <laughs> afterwards. Let's get I'm the best gonna, actor. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Javier Bardem is in the best actor category for being the Ricardo's Benedict Cumberbatch for the power of the dog. Andrew Garfield for tick, tick, boom. Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. I am stunned that Denzel got into the into the race. Are you? Yeah, Why? I really. Why? I just didn't think that there was a lot of not for his performance. I just didn't think there was a lot of buzz around that movie. He, but he got the sag and. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and he that got, wasn't a surprise. Yeah. I thought yeah, to, me, to me, he was always the fourth slot. It was to me, it was the fifth slot. It was the Javier Bardem slot yeah. that, that was always up in the air. I felt way more confident about Bardem uh, getting in there. Did you? Than I, than I did Denzel. I, re- I did. Yeah. For okay, I reason. have to ask you guys, because I feel like everyone. I saw a lot of predictions where people were predicting um, Dinklage for that fifth okay. spot. But I, I honestly never really thought that was going to happen. And, and not to like knock anyone for doing their job, but I feel like the Cyrano Oscar campaign was one of the worst run campaigns I've seen in a oh, long time. Like, they, they pushed back the movie like 12 yeah. times. I felt like there was, I think maybe they were counting on getting nominations and then having that be like a push at the box office. But now it's not, it's not coming out to the end of this month and it has no Oscar buzz whatsoever. And hmm. like, what, like how do you like fumble that so much? It just small studio, seems like they it? were they were on the Joe wrong path. You know what I mean? Like they were just trying to like, like that, that was the, you know what I mean? Like it's just, that's it's how just, you it's do just, it. 
That's yeah. how you do it. Uh, this feels like a three horse race between Cumberbatch, Garfield and Will Smith. Jake, you've been confident this whole time that it's Will Smith's trophy to lose. Do you still feel that way? I'm not saying because we're doing uh, the uh, we're doing the competition and I'm not giving away the goods. Fine. Well, but listen, I don't, I'm, but I, I don't I don't think it's um, I don't think it's Garfield. I can tell you that. Well, I am thrilled to see his name in there. Sure. Because yeah. I really was afraid that uh, that he was not going to get in, especially after he didn't get the Baftas. I don't do another point where I don't understand the Baftas in the least bit. Well, you know? well, can we can we very quickly talk about the Baftas and how we've learned how they how they vote? Do we have like two minutes for that? Yeah, so please. one of the things I it's learned good time to do that about about the Baftas in terms of how they nominate is they they vote. They put a vote in um, and then the top two vote getting actors or actresses get nominations if you're one of the top two people then the rest of the slots are decided by a jury in which they look at the long list of actors which tends to be about 20 actors and this jury fills out the rest of the nomination ballot basically by deciding well if we choose this actor and also this actor and this actor who was down here maybe they didn't get the top five votes maybe they didn't get the top maybe they didn't get the top 15 votes but if they feel like this collection of actors makes the group of nominees looks good as a whole that's how they choose the nominees it's not the top five nominated people or whoever got the top five votes or top seven votes or however many nominees it's a it's based on a jury it's really which i weird. find very strange it's very strange i don't like then, that. then what's then what's the point of aside from like the first two what's the point of voting well, isn't that at least more transparent than us being like, yeah, you know, the Oscars are probably just going to pick this for this category because they're not going to pick this for that. And when you do that whole bit, you know, we're like, they're going to give it screenplay, even though it deserves picture, but they're not going to give it, pic-, you know, like that whole thing that we do. At least then it's more transparent. And we know that like, well, these two were the popular vote. And then we know that this jury of people, you know, curated the rest. At least it's trans- and this year- transparent. The Oscars got rid of that whole like percentage thing, right? For the best picture category. Like the, the, the they were doing, I don't remember. I don't know if I'm right or wrong on this, but like, remember like every year we almost had 10 Oscar nominations and they would get like eight or nine. Yeah. And that was like, that was because like there was, there was a weighted element yeah. to each mm-hmm. one. So I think we got 10 this year because I don't, Thank I, God. I, I, I could be wrong. I thought they maybe changed that weighted system. It should um, be 10 every year. Yeah. I, I like it 10 every year. 10 well, There should five. be 10. Ten yeah, what's, the, what's the point of having 10 possibilities yes. and then never having 10? Right, exactly. It should be 10 all the time. Yeah, I, I think that, that that makes a lot more sense. Um, Nicholas Cage could have gotten in here. That was that was that was the one that I was really hoping. I was, I was hoping for a Nicholas Cage surprise. Garfield um, deserves it. I remember when Come On, Come On was a thing. <laughs> and people thought like that might be a contender. That one kind of disappeared Phoenix. really fast. But Phoenix, and, is, Phoenix is kind of a guy that's like if he's making an interesting movie. People automatically put him in the contention kind of thing. Or sure. Yeah. Is it odd that Nightmare Alley gets a big picture nomination and uh, and like Bradley Cooper doesn't get in and Kate Blanchett doesn't get in? And I'm not asking you, Jake, because you didn't like it. But Kevin, did you find it Blade. strange that none of the actors got in when Blanchett should were... have gotten in for sure in supporting? Sure. That, that's one yeah. of the best performances of her career. Mm-hmm. Um, How come you're not asking that question for Dune? I, Dune could have gotten a lot of people in, to be honest with you. Uh, I think a lot of people who are part of that cast deserve to be uh, nominated. It's very strange that they were not. When we get the actress, we'll mention the fact that none of their movies 
yeah. made it into Best Picture, which is fascinating. Uh, I realized I totally skipped over a category. I skipped over Best uh, Supporting Actor. So let's back up real quickly and go through Kieran Hines, uh, Troy Kotzer, yes. Dakota, Jesse Plemons, Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons, Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee, Power of the Dog. Um, it's weird that J.K. Simmons got in. Yeah, I feel like Leto should be in there. Um, I think it's weird that J.K. Simmons got in. I don't think he had a really big part. Yeah, I, I told wasn't... you guys I didn't think Affleck was getting in. I told you, I said it just, that the Tinder bar and Affleck didn't feel like an Oscar pick. And I know he was doing well up to this point, but it just didn't tender feel bah. the Tinder bar. It just I didn't feel you... like. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it because he was incredible. But I just mm. I was not feeling that was not feeling Affleck. I think Dornan should be in here for Barb and Star. I'm not joking at all. I'm not kidding. That's an amazing performance. It's really if fun Melissa McCarthy got nominated for Bridesmaids. Why can't Jamie Dornan get nominated I, 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 for? Because she's way better. Well, hang on, no, hang I on. I just don't. That's I just don't. That's not a. That's I don't think that's a fair argument. I don't think they're saying he can't why? get in. He just didn't. Because you're no, saying why can't he get in? He didn't. Well, no, I was looking at Jake's face when I said Jamie Dornan should be. But he doesn't like the movie. He doesn't yeah, count yeah, the movie. discussion. I, yeah. You know what would have been terrific just for the conversation is if he got in for Barb and Star, but not for Belfast. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been yeah. outstanding. I'm okay with that. I'm here for that. I'm here for that conversation. And then he'd have uh, to do a musical number at the ceremony. Uh, Mike Mike Feist didn't get in for West Side Story. Yeah. But I feel like he really wasn't in the conversation until getting nominated at the BAFTAs. But he's so good. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah. That he's he, he should get in. He should get yeah. in. He, he basically leads that film for the first half of it. Yeah. And I would, have been, I would have been upset if Bradley Cooper got a nomination. Because he's good in that scene, but it's a scene. He's it's great in the scene. rest of it, though. You're wrong. That's an amazing. I think that's a that's the clip. But yeah, he's great in all of it. He goes Wait, through such a supporting or leading for uh, supporting for licorice pizza. Oh, I'm oh saying okay, for yeah, okay, pizza. sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, he would 100 percent deserve to be for licorice pizza for sure. Yeah, those are mm. those are that's always the weird thing about supporting is it can be a a scene. He did. Picture. I mean, technically, he did get nominated for best picture for uh, Nightmare Alley. He's a producer on it. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Uh, so right, I, th- I think at this point, between all the films he's produced that have gotten best pictures, all the acting nominations and the screenplay nominations, I want to say he's like closing in on like 0 for 10, 0 for 11, 0 for 12 at the because let's go ahead and say Nightmare Alley is not going to win best picture. He's 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 closing in on a on a big offer at the Oscars. Crazier things have happened. And the reason why, Kev, that uh, Jared Leto didn't get nominated in this category is because it's uh, best and not most acting. He, oh. definitely, he definitely did the most. The most. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, he, I mean, technically, he did get he did get a nomination this week. He got nominated at the Razzies. No, that's not fair. Is he really nominated yeah. at the Razzies? Yeah, but you oh, know what? That's you garbage. Did, you know another one? That, oh, here's one that's going to make you mad. What? Ben, ben Affleck for the Last Duel. <laughs> Come on. I, who Stop I thought was it. fantastic. He's in amazing in that. Yes. Yeah. Those are all, this is, this the Razzies are stupid. I, I, it's a click, I, I it's a clickbait. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't cover the Razzies on my show. The All Razzies are a clickbait. It's funny that they gave Bruce Willis his, his own category. That, okay, I did laugh at that. It's I pretty funny. Yeah, I think that, that doesn't that say it all about we're taking yeah. a little too seriously what they're nominating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I open up my iTunes on my TV every week, and there's a new Bruce Willis action movie every single <laughs> so week. It's true. It's okay, so did true. you guys get this? Is yeah. this is inside baseball? But we get like press releases yeah. uh, for these new Bruce Willis, and every time I get one, I always go, "Is Bruce available for this one?" <laughs> and then I always get the like, "No, Jake, Bruce." 
universe is not available for an interview for this film. But like, do you, have you guys, do you, do you guys ever ask when you guys get those? I never ask. Cause I no. always think like maybe one day there's going to be yeah. one of these straight to video movies. He's particularly proud of. There's no way in hell <laughs> in his contract. Isn't a, I will not do press <laughs> there's in his contract. It says, and I won't I do, do press it every press. Kevin. Come on, please tell me you've sent that email oh, at least yeah. once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm not the only one. When one of these good. days, Sean O'Connell, yeah. when, when, when he, when he does, you know, uh, uh, you know, 13 monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually like 13 monkeys like he's oh, like what a was the one we saw he's a gonna, good he's day gonna, to die yeah it was just he's a gonna, good day to die perish difficultly when he's gonna when he's he gonna, did <laughs> when he did the die hard battery commercial i was out oh, oh my god done done i remember I was how, like no. remember how deflated sean was because there was so much buildup of like what is this gonna be and then it was you know like, i actually i go back and rewatch that uh from time to time just to it still airs just to remind myself what um, what true emotional pain feels like. like it's, <laughs> what, what did you think it was so going to lazy. be? Like there was it was clearly not going to be a new Die Hard movie. No, no, no. But I expected him to have some reverence for the franchise that launched his career. Have instead you ever heard he of that, says, that? Instead, he says, hey, that's my line. And it, <laughs> have you ever heard the, the Kevin Smith story about him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. About yeah, the yeah. I, I hate the ones that scream Die Hard the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And that was that was years ago when Bruce was still like in a pretty good mood. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about now when he's truly. What was the what was the last great Bruce? It was a looper. Was that the last great Bruce Willis movie? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Which I rewatched when I had COVID and it's amazing. I, you have Not to COVID. I, looper. I'm still blown away by um, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt's makeup in that film. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's scary. Good. Subtle but good. Yeah. Like it's like this. It's it, it's the strangest prosthetic yeah i've ever seen like it's it it's almost as if like have you seen lily like like lily james's prosthetics for pam and tommy like no, i, I want to watch it. that yeah there's my, like my mom's watching it yeah. i got a phone call the other day there's like do you know there's a talking penis in this show is there a talking like, no. penis in it apparently <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a talking penis yeah jason uh jason matazukas that's a phone call you never expect to get from your mom <laughs> did you know there's a talking penis in this is it TV the same show? uh is it the same craft people behind uh jackass forever that do i that hope scene? so that talk about oscar worthy <laughs> gabe can we book hey. the talking penis <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> move on as a bonus guest not not main show <laughs> we're putting that behind the paywall we're putting that behind the paywall uh, let's take a break catch our breath and throw it to some ads so we can earn some money see you on the other side this episode of Real Blend is brought to you by Marvel Strike Force Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Power up your favorite characters and build a team to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and even challenge other players in PvP modes such as Alliance War and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly and the meta is constantly evolving. And now you can sign on for Marvel Strike Force's new Deadpool Anniversary event in order to receive a generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, and other great items. Better yet, each week during the Deadpool anniversary, players can complete events and receive even more special rewards and skins. If you want to get in on all the fun of Marvel Strike Force, be sure to use our promo code MAXPOOL, that's M-A-X-P-O-O-L, and thank you to Marvel Strike Force for supporting the show. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right, best actress, uh, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. I was convinced that Kristen Stewart had talked herself out of a out of a nomination, and I thought that one of the following people were going to get in: Lady Gaga for House of Gucci. I believe Rachel Zegler was probably going to get in for West Side Story because mm-hmm. uh, it's a tremendous performance. And I was starting to believe I'm listening to Kevin uh, McCarthy that that Alana Haim had a chance to get in. Oh, did I never thought believed, she would get did in. Anyone believe Hudson amazing. was going to get in? No, did, I don't think I don't think I believe that Hudson was going to get in. I don't think that I'm movie ever shocked. got any heat. OK, I, I have a, a hot take question for you. How Ooh. upset are you guys that Gaga didn't get in? Because, like, I slept fine last night. Well, like, no, I'm not. I'm more, I'm more upset about Denis, but like the Gaga yes. thing was, was the Gaga thing was shocking just based on all the nominations she had leading sure, up sure. to it. And then, well, it's almost as if like it's almost like that moment was almost like the same weight of Glenn Close losing the Oscar to Coleman. Like the, we're all leading up right. to like that moment. She's won every award. I'm not saying Gaga, is, you know, I'm not saying it's on that same as that level, but like it was almost like a certainty in our minds. Oh, Gaga is right. definitely getting it. Yeah. She's nominated yeah. for all these precursors and yes. then boom and then nothing. And I was like, whoa, like that, like her and Leto getting shut out was pretty. Like, listen, House of Gucci is a fine movie. I didn't love it like you guys did. I, I thought it was good. I just, I, I, but their performances were outstanding and I'm shocked they didn't get in, especially on how much press Leto did and how much press Gaga did. And, you know, Gosh, and, they're you know, never going to Gaga. We're never going to get Gaga ever again. Well, like, and that's the, that's the she crazy thing. So much press for that movie and she's never going to do it again. I, I do think the Hudson think snub is bad. The Hudson snub is bad. Hudson's performance in respect is outstanding. But that's not um, a good movie. And, but well, neither there do there have been but so gotta, many okay, people. I, okay, who, I actually okay. I, I honestly I disagree with your statement. I think she's phenomenal in terms of matching Aretha in terms of singing. I did not think her performance was good. Oh, I, I thought not. her performance like, was the, outstanding. The, part where, the part where she the parts where she was not singing. I did not think she was good. Oh, I disagree. I thought she was outstanding in that film. She carried that film. I'm shocked. She got a SAG right, but but there's no. But no Oscar nomination. Correct. Right? I'm going to. Right. I don't remember if she got a SAG or not, but I'm going to argue that she was one of the people who was had the family gathered around that morning thinking that she was going to get it. Yes. When you I, mentioned the people who like, who were they? I think Jennifer Hudson. Was I, I, I guarantee you Gaga had a group of people. Yeah, <sighs> she might have. Here's the reason why I'm not ready to bail on Gaga just yet and why I think that she will continue to do press. I mean, she's had been in two back to back. Yeah awards worthy and movies and she, and she has got an Oscar. it for one yeah she yeah. got it for one and I, she didn't get it for the other so i think she'll just come back she'll come back around again i, I felt a little crazy i'm not crazy i thought this was like it was kind of sad um last night i opened up my itunes because I, I i was re-watching um licorice pizza and 
Uh, I don't remember why I opened my iTunes. Oh, I just wanted to see if like Licorice Pizza had come out on on demand yet. Because, you know, we get the screeners for those movies and I wanted to watch it like on the on in 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't available. So I actually put the DVD in last night. and It actually looked phenomenal because um, it shot on film. So it's like it's gorgeous looking. Um, anyway, so I'm going through the, the new movies list and iTunes like you scroll through it. So like there's a big poster at the top and it's like, here's the newest, biggest movie out right now. And then already it was it was Dune and it was like underneath it. Uh, 10 Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. Wow. And then you scrolled over to the next one and it was Belfast and it was like, whatever, seven nominations or whatever it was, including Best Picture. <laughs> and then it got to House of Gucci. It just said mm. Oscar nominee. Because <laughs> oh, it only got. He has heard of Oscars. But it only got one nomination, right? Yeah, I think it only up. got. Makeup. I, I, and like um, it was it was a, it was a jarring. It was like 10. Because well, remember, like leading <laughs> up, seven. even in the months leading up to before we'd even seen House of Gucci. I mean, that was one of those movies that on paper, because keep in mind, there are always there are always those movies that we know are coming out that we just naturally buy who made them. We think are going to be huge. Like everyone right. a West Side Story, House of Gucci, just the talent involved. And then there's always the movies that like we just haven't really heard of. That come out of it. like like no eight months ago no one was talking about Belfast or Power of the Dog because no drive one just wasn't on drive my car no one you know so you know there's always I I always feel like anytime like there's there's the West Side stories or the House of Gucci's my mind goes to this is not going to be the movie we think it is the biggest snub in this category is not necessarily a snub because the definition of a snub would be that like the person was we thought the person was going to get in but they didn't get in mm-hmm. um but jody comer's last dual performance oh thank um, you like, thank the, you the idea that that wasn't even in contention or consideration of like Insane. oh could it could she get in like i mean like it is honestly one of the greatest performances i've seen in a long time and, and i can't believe that she wasn't even like there was no talk about that performance. Yeah. Like and like Last Duel, like we talk about the Razzies and stuff because I thought Affleck was great in Last Duel and he was obviously great in Tender Bar. But um, the fact his that performance, Comer, his performance is great in the Last Duel. Whatever the Razzies, the I don't even duel. know why yeah. we're bringing it up. It's a joke yeah. thing. But yeah. like, I, yeah, it's yeah. like also, a Last Duel should have gotten a screenplay nomination. Yes, yeah. I also I also really believe. Like it, that, that to me was the I think Gaga is, yes, is the actual snub because theoretically from what precursors mean for Oscar nomination, she was one that should have gotten in. But Comer to me is the actual snub, like the sure. actual like person who's been left out of this. I did Rachel okay Zegler myself. Comer, yeah, like, like I'd even she's, she's would, a fine enough winner, I think. I'd give Comer the Oscar. Wait, so this is uh, um, wait, give me the five again. For actress. Yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, it's um, Chastain, Jessica Chastain, Olivia. I'm Kidman. happy Chastain got in. I am too. Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, and Kristen Stewart. Right. So I'd give it to Stewart out of those five. Mm-hmm. But Comer, if Comer was in there, I, th- I Comer and Stewart are to me top seeds of the year from 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 an actress performance standpoint. Um, Zegler, I'm I'm I feel bad for Rachel Zegler. She is amazing in that it's her film. first just, movie. She's got plenty. She's got time. No, I know. But like Ariana DeBose, uh, who I think is as amazing as Anita as well. Like I, yeah. I, I wish they were both able to celebrate this. Yeah. This uh, nomination because they're both like the scene when they sing together after she finds mm-hmm. out after after, yeah. after Bernardo gets killed. Um, there's this moment where Zegler like gets out of breath because she's crying and through the song. It's like that whole moment with her and, and, and DeBose is one of the best performances I've seen from an actor in a yeah. long time. She's incredible. And I, she should have got nominated for sure. Yeah. Hold on. I want to look up one thing first. 
because I believe, oh, hold on, 23 and 30, uh, 23, 13, with another 13 million, uh, Jackass Forever will earn more domestically than West Side Story. So probably after this weekend, Jackass Forever will have more money yeah. than West Side Story. So. Well, West Side Story is coming to Disney Plus on March 2nd, right? March 2nd. People will be able to see it. I'm going to go ahead and and say what's important, which is that West Side Story is a better film than Jackass Forever. That is true. Like, which... which, Stop, Sean. Sean, if if that's your reaction, I think that you need to write an article about this immediately. Why Jackass? (laughs) It's better better than Jackass Forever. I need you to put your name on a byline if that's going to be your take. And, and you might as well go ahead and sign a contract that says I will never interview yeah, Steven Spielberg. Good Spielberg's luck in that third book. Life. Let me tell ah, you, Jake, ah. I'm never going to anyway. So, all right, might as well put all the cards on the table. The Fablemans. I know we're playing around here. I mean, obviously, West Side Story is a better film than Jackass Forever, Sean. but Jackass Forever is a great movie. I don't mind saying no, that. No, it, it is. is. I love Jackass Forever. I had a great, uh, but come on, come on. Let's. We're of a course. movie podcast for God's sake. No, I. Hey, 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 hey. nothing wrong with Jackass Forever. It's not West Side Story. But it's not better than West Side Story. What is that categorized as if it were to be nominated? Is that that documentary feature? (laughs) Like, what what do we call that? I think it is. I think it would have to be. Documenting things. Isn't it the highest reviewed film of the year? Right so far? No. What's higher than Jackass forever? It's it's like in the high 80s. Well, it's in the high 80s. Yeah, and I guess Spider-Man counts for last year. Yeah. Jackass Forever might be the the best Rotten Tomatoes rated film. Okay, but it's is, is early Kevin, February. Is Kevin leading the way it's, in, in our It's in early our draft? February. Probably. Oh, that's oh, pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about for our draft? Dude, that's there was amazing. a point where Jackass Forever was at 95%. I mean, I know that those percentages don't Honestly, that made me very happy. Yeah, me it's too. great. Because it's like, in, in, all, in all seriousness, like people that go into that movie know what it is. So I don't understand. Like, it doesn't fail at what it was made to do. Right. The other I, ones I really are don't understand. Well yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand like going into that movie and ripping it apart. Now there's there. I understand like if you want to say, look, I'm going to be honest with you. This just isn't my thing. I don't find this kind of thing funny. It's not my deal. But you can't like knock it for <laughs> for what it is. All right. Now I have to try to transition us into best director. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Jeff Tremaine. Yeah. Seamlessly. Uh, here are your nominees for Best Director. Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. <sighs> this is going to be hard. Uh, Ryosuke. Is it Ryosuke Hamaguchi? Yes. Ryosuke yeah. Hamaguchi. Apologies uh, if I got that wrong. For Drive My Car. And Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. I will say the morning that they announced it, uh, right before they announced Spielberg, I thought I had a brief moment where I was like, oh, is Spielberg not going to get in um, as the slots were filling up? It is alphabetical for sure. So that could have been or, and should have been uh, Denis Villeneuve. You would so, take Spielberg out for Denis? I would take Jane Campion out for Denis. Sure. I would take Kenneth Branagh out for Denis. Yeah. I have not seen Drive My Car, so I don't think it's fair sure. to say. Sure. But I, I think Paul Thomas Anderson and Steven Spielberg deserve to be in there. But I yeah. absolutely think Denis deserved to be in there. I Denis, rewatched. Denis deserves to win. Like that's the yes. that's yeah. what's correct. <laughs> yeah. Denis right. deserves to win. And I re- I rewatched Paul uh uh Licorice Pizza last night. I it's a astoundingly directed film. It is so 
incredibly well directed. Like mm-hmm. if you actually sit there and watch every aspect of that film in terms of the cinematography, the song choice, everything, the performance, the 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 wonders, the the running, like like the, it is truly just. I want to live in that world forever. I love that world. Did you guys expect a, a bigger? Did you guys expect a bigger um, uh, awards turnout for Licorice Pizza than it got yesterday? No. How many award, awards did it get? You yeah, got, they got picture, got, director, and screenplay. That's probably what I figured. I mean, I, I, I thought Cooper should have gotten supporting Bradley Cooper. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think but a lot like, of Heim would but get like in. Nothing, but, but like nothing in production, not editing, not. I'm, I mean, it's, 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 editing. It, yeah, but Tick Tick Boom got editing. Like, like, like editing's always weird. Didn't Bohemian Rhapsody win Best Editing? Mm-hmm. Oh God, you yes. You know, yeah. not to and I love shift, Bohemian Rhapsody. The, the, the biggest, the biggest like head scratching editing nomination this year is Don't Look Up, which I thought had some of the weirdest, strangest Worst editing choices. I've terrible ever seen. editing. It like, really I like did. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It sort of jumps all over the place. Who's Paul Thomas Anderson's cinematographer? For pizza. So oh, he is. So okay. there's two. There's two. There's Paul Thomas Anderson, and then I. I want to say the guy's name is Michael. Double check that for me. But they 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 co they co DP. Okay. Um. I know PTA did was the DP on believe on Phantom Thread on himself. I want to say. Um. But yeah. I mean, generally speaking, it is uh, at least with PTA. I think. I think in Licorice Pizza's cases, there's two of them. I can't remember the other guy's gentleman's name off the top of my head. But okay. Um. But honestly. You know, I'm not a fan of Power of the Dog, but I think Jane Campion's direction is is strong in it. I think she controls the story that she wants to tell. And I think Belfast is an extremely personal film for Kenneth Branagh. I think there's some really fantastic choices in the way that he transitions between the riots that are happening in the streets and the story of the family uh, that's taking place inside their home. So I'm not knocking him for being in there. You know, it's a strong category. We're we're at a place where we have 10 movies and five directors. Doesn't make any sense to me necessarily. But. And this is the thing that we need to. Uh, this is so ridiculous. I was texting my dad. My dad is not like my dad's a movie fan, but he's not like he's not like inside like baseball like we are. Sure. And he was like, he's like, Kevin, why are there five director nominations but ten picture? I'm like, it's a great question. Like, how and do you nominate? Are, and why aren't it, there aren't one of them Spider Man? <laughs> that's the other right, question. Right, right. And that's not, well. The other thing is we'll, we'll get we'll get into picture. When it comes to director, I mean, you guys have heard this rant. I'm not going to go on it. Um, I tweeted it out like a whole rant on this yesterday about like all these filmmakers who've never won best director. And it is a, an astounding list of some of the greatest directors of all time who have never won or never will win a best director Oscar. Um, and like the idea of Denis Villeneuve not being nominated for Dune to me is maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard in terms of the Academy, because I, I and I say that because at the end of the day, Dune is the definition of directing like that. That is literally what that film proves and shows is the power of a director, um, the director's ability to bring a source material that was deemed impossible to the big screen um, to have all these actors and all this production on real locations, barely using green screen, making a story that is super dense in book form uh, relatable and easy to digest for audiences that might not have read the book. An ensemble and, cast of movie stars, which is right. not anything yeah. any director can just any huge, director can do. Huge cast. Okay, so um, wait, let me ask a question. Why? Why do we think? Do we think it's because it's a two-parter and they think they're going to reward them on no, the back end? Like, I just what, don't think how. 
I'm telling you, the reason why I believe, and this is going to sound simple and just to the point, I don't think they understand what best director means. I really do. I really don't. Because but the directors the the- vote in, in on director. The directors but vote know, on that category. But, but what I, I understand is like it's the second most nominated movie of the day. It got 10 nominations. How do they nominate a movie for 10 Oscars? Right. 10, including best picture, but say, ah, the filmmaker behind the camera didn't do that great of a job. Did Miller get in for Mad Max or no? I'm yeah, pretty he sure did. he did. Yeah. Okay. Then case, I mean, like, the, it's so interesting because, like, then anybody could argue, yeah, Kevin, I know Spielberg won for Sam Pratt Ryan. That was the right choice. Yes, it was. Return of the King won Best Picture. Yes, there have been uh, a few times over the years and the Oscars have gotten it right. And I'm not saying I'm the definitive end all be all of what's right and wrong. But at the end of the day, to not nominate Denis Villeneuve, for Dune doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I think you guys guys touched on the real source of the issue is that it's really easy for us to put 10 movies together that we would think are worth discussing around a best picture. It's worth nominating 10 of them because there are that many good movies made a year, but there's only five slots for director. I think that, I think that's where the real issue is that it's too, too. So here's how, here's how we can determine this because the DGA nominees this year, Paul Thomas Anderson, Kenneth Branagh, mm-hmm. Jane Campion, Steven Spielberg, and then Denis. So the Oscars went with the Drive My Car director. Right. That's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. And that's fine. Yeah. We haven't seen yeah. Drive My Car, so we can't really argue that. But I, but like Sean said, as much as I love Belfast, as much as I love, uh, I, I like I like Power of the Dog. I, I admire it. Even I still, though, yeah. even still. It's weird. It's weird that Denise, the one that gets left out of that list yeah. of any. Right. Of those. I, I, I do really enjoy thought it. it was going to be Brano or Spielberg. I, th- I, I thought the drive my car director I thought was, was going to get in. I thought at at the cost of Brano or Spielberg. I honestly does, really thought it was going to be Spielberg. I thought Spielberg does he have two nominations? Did he get nominated for Blade Runner? And um, I, th- I think he's only been nominated as director once. Well, let me double check. OK, I know All he has right, an Oscar what? nomination for directing, but he's obviously never won. But I just I, can't yeah, I think he's got he, a, he's also got a couple of uh, best picture producer nominations. He has right, motion picture and adapted screenplay for Dune, obviously. And then he was nominated for Arrival and that's it. He didn't get a Blade Runner director nomination. Nope. No, that movie I mean, didn't do well. This is so dumb. I mean, but dude, movies like West Side Story didn't do well and it has a ton of nominations and best director nomination. I don't even mean, I don't mean financially. I think, I mean, I think people just didn't accept that movie when it came out. I, 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 wanna, they, I do want to say one thing though. It. I do want to say one thing about um, mentioning the drive my car director getting in. This is a recent push to my knowledge. Um, the last handful of years of sort of increasing the importance of the international film category. Yes, totally. Because great. before, because yeah. before it was always like that movie, it's only award is, yes best foreign language film i think is what it used to be called at the time yeah and so now i do think that they're being much more um intentional about showing greater respect for films outside of the american film system and i do agree of putting i haven't seen this film either but i do agree with them putting hey this is the best film let's be sure that we that we from that category let's be sure that we honor that director and put Mm -hmm. them into the best director category yeah but then keep him in sense but keep him yeah and take out Regardless of that, regardless of that, yeah, the other four to me are uh, there's no way they're over Denis because I think Denis yeah. should win it all. But also, yeah. uh, it didn't another year get best director nomination too? Yes. Okay, wait, yeah. hold on. We we're calling it another year. That's a Michael Lee movie. It's called Another oh, okay. Round. Another, another round. round. That's right. Another that's right, round. That's right. 
And the director's name is Thomas Vinterberg, and he did get nominated last year. Yeah. So Gabe is correct yeah. in the fact that they are pushing for more international And it was directors. Roma, was Roma technically a... Um, yeah, it was, yes, he, it was. International yeah. film? Yeah, yeah. Yes, and he was. was nominated. Yeah. yeah. He Alfonso. won. And but he's, but he's uh, the, the stat I would like to throw out, and I texted you guys this yesterday, which I think it's astounding, is that with his West Side Story nomination, Steven Spielberg becomes the first filmmaker oh. to be nominated for Best Director in six different decades. Which and is he's astounding. only 73. Yeah, yeah. it's because he, his, he so, got nominated in the 70s yeah. for Close Encounter. He had a couple of nominations in the 80s with uh, Raiders and E.T. And then obviously the 90s, he won twice with Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. And then Munich in the uh, the aughts. Is that what you call that decade? The aughts? Yeah. And, yes, then, and, then, and then Lincoln in the teens. Uh, Lincoln in... Did he get British? I don't know if he got British spies. Um, and then, and obviously it's, this decade. And means then for 85% of his living life, he's been a uh, best yeah. nom- director, an Oscar-nominated director. That's yeah. I was happy to see, because we just think of them as like some of the greatest blockbusters of all time, but I was happy to see that he got nominated for best director for Raiders of the Lost Ark and E.T., yeah, like that, those aren't movies I necessarily would have assumed necessarily did well at the Oscars, but it's cool to think that um, how he didn't get nominated for Jaws makes no sense to me. E.T. is one of the best movies ever made. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. And I think yes, back then the Academy actually recognized really good movies. Yeah. Um, maybe because there were less movies, too. There weren't quite sure. as many. And some of those movies were like police Academy movies. How so did he not get nominated for <laughs> Jaws? Jaws got, nomi- <laughs> Jaws got nominated for Best Picture. But he didn't get a right. director nomination. Oh, Explain that's, that's interesting. That doesn't make Explain any sense at all. That yeah. movie, that movie works because of, because of the Spielberg. director. Yeah. Only yeah. Wor- only works because of famously, him. Yes. famously, the shark did not work, and it took the director's decision making to. I've heard that. Make yes. one of the best well, Williams one. Oh, hey, happy birthday! Happy ninetieth birthday to John Williams. Happy birthday, John! Happy birthday! We love you. But well, just because we were talking about Jaws, come on the show. I don't think he Please. has a score for Jaws. Isn't that right? <laughs> That's, that's a joke that Sean made. It's a joke several, that I made on the several, yes. several episodes ago. All right, let's get to Best Picture. Uh, as I read these, I want you guys to tell me yes or no, does it belong in here? Because okay. it's Best Picture. This is a big one. Uh, Belfast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Coda. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Don't look up. No. 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 Uh, drive My Car, we do not know. Yeah. Dune. Yes. Yes. King Richard. No, no, no. Nightmare Alley. Yes, yes. No. Hell of a picture. Great it's movie. Terrific. Really? It's on HBO Max. No. Yeah. Jake, I, I know you don't like it, but I, I can't. I, it's weird to me that not weird to me. I'm trying to think of the word there. You in particular, not appreciating the craftsmanship of that movie. Right. I, I find strange. I, I but I have a heart. And we talked about this whenever I reviewed it. There's I just don't connect with. Guillermo del Toro films yeah. the way that I should. I didn't yeah, like Shape of Water that. either. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah. Power of the Dog. Mm. <sighs> and I, is, feel, I feel weird we, saying yes or no. We should say yes, but I don't think it's a Best Picture nomination. Then I'm no. sorry. Then, then no. Uh, l- listen, at the end of the day, I think The Power of the Dog is an, is an incredibly powerful film that I admire, but I do not think it's Best Picture of the Year. I'm so, I just don't. Jake? I mean, you, no, it, it, it didn't make my top 10. So so naturally, I guess I, I should say no. Um, it's one of those things. That it feels weird just because of like what the Oscars I are. I get it. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Qu- sliding back two seconds. Do we is, is King Richard this year's blindside? Like the, the feel good, true story sports film that like you know, maybe not everyone loves, but everyone pretty know. much universally like. And Here's blindside I... was the was the movie that won Sandra Bullock her Oscar. King Richard's mm. going to be the movie that wins Will Smith his Oscar. Here's oh, how I feel about King Richard. 
I will never watch that movie again. And it has nothing to do with the movie, but like I will never dedicate two more hours of my life to I, I'm never going to sit down and be like, I'm putting on. King okay, but, but let me ask you this. Never. I recommended that movie to a lot of people over the award season because sure. I knew that no one would come back to me and go, oh, I didn't right. like that. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. recommended it to a lot of people because I knew they'd come back and go, oh, that was good. In the same sure. way, you know, like and, and now the movie I recommend is Coda. Um, but but I. And no one disliked King Richard. Everyone, everyone, at least at the bare minimum, liked King Richard. I don't think it needed to be two hours and 20 minutes, but I, I think that's maybe why it's finding so much success is because for the most part, but, everyone but likes the, it. But the category is not called fine picture. Fine picture. Ooh, should we start our own award show? But it's just like, these are OK. <laughs> these, these are, are okay. Fine. Most, these are fine. most OK. Most OK. Yeah. movie. Nightmare <laughs> Alley. Hey, you guys didn't mess up. The award goes to. Yeah. Uh, the last one is West Side Story, which I, I think yes. all three of us, all yes. four of us, Wait, you, you, would, you would say in. yes. You would say oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with West Side Story. I thought you hated Steven Spielberg. If for some arbitrary rule you had to sub a musical for a musical, you'd put Tick, Tick, Boom, though, you think, right? 100%. I think Tick, Tick, Boom is a better movie on every single level nah, than nah, West Side Story. Nah. 100%. Nah. Kevin. It's so much better. Because you love both. I love both, but West Side Story but, is like is I said. Beyond. It's a fake. It's a fake arbitrary. They can both be in the category. But, of course, yes, yeah, of course but, they can. But they're not. But they're not. <laughs> and let me tell I you mean, also. Hang on, hang on. I love whenever I love when we disagree with the Academy. We go. This is means nothing. This is worthless. But when we agree, we're like, hey, they're not there. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's like the same thing with Rotten Tomatoes. I, I don't necessarily love Rotten Tomatoes in terms of like like what it says about movies being yeah. good or bad, like up or down. But like. When I saw Jackass had a great rating, I was like, yeah, we only use it when it supports our argument. Of course. Right. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home belongs on that list. Yes, 100%. Yes, yes, and Jimmy Kimmel said it best like that. So tell the up. Jimmy Kimmel story because it's terrific. Well, I mean, I don't, in the story, he basically was did a monologue last night. Um, I'm, I haven't seen the whole monologue. I've just seen the Spider-Man part of it. Um, so I don't, I'm not saying I agree with everything he said in the monologue. But in terms of what he said about don't look up. And Spider-Man, um, he's 100 percent right. I mean, it's, it's what I've been saying for years, right? This idea of like, why can't we appreciate? I told Tom Holland this for Uncharted. I'm like, dude, why can't we appreciate other genres outside of what an Oscar film is? And Spider-Man No Way Home, as Kimmel said it, everyone went out and saw it. Not, not only did it make a ton of money, everyone loved it. It was it was mm-hmm. a great movie. It's a great yeah. movie. And, I, and at the end of the day, it's like it, it, it is. It is set aside in this superhero category. It's, you know, everybody's like, oh, how could you? It's Spider-Man. It's superheroes. How can you nominate it? I'm like, dude, like, like it's a phenomenally executed film. Do you have any idea how hard John Watts's job was on that movie to make that all work? And like, I mean, to me, it needs to be looked at in the same light as any other Oscar film. And it's better than a lot of films on this list. It's better than Power of the Dog. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not sorry for saying that actually. It's better than Power of the Dog for me personally. It's better than I'm trying to think what else is on here. Uh, everything. It was my number one movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean to me it's better than all ten of them. Yeah. So I mean but but but, but, but it's blasphemous to say, like, oh, how could you say Spider Man's better than Power of the Dog? It is. I mean, I'm the, sorry. I know Power of the Dog is your typical Oscar film. I know it's the typical idea of what an Oscar movie is, and I get that. And I'm not taking anything away from Jane Campion. It's gorgeously shot, and I admire the hell out of it. But I, I'm telling you, how could you? How do you? Look, I mean, don't look up. Don't look up. Is a better example here. Power okay, of the wait, Dog. Yeah, so let me, let me, let me give this the Jimmy yeah. stat, the Jimmy Kimmel stat that he put out that blew my mind. 
and I, and we just shit on Rotten Tomatoes. And we, but but it exists as a standard where the critical community uh, voices their their opinion. And if you trust yeah. critics in the least bit, uh, you can give some weight to this to the numbers that come out of Rotten Tomatoes. And the fact that Spider-Man No Way Home has a 93 percent fresh amongst critics yes. and Don't Look Up has a 56 percent fresh yes. amongst critics. First off, 56 percent leads me to believe who likes this movie like who likes it and it gets named one of the top 10 of the year no i'm not saying Kimmel everything with the 93 this, okay the same thing happened with uh, uh incredibly loud was it incredibly close the, the tom hanks 9 11 extremely, extremely loud, loud and incredibly that, close. That, that that was like 50 percent of rotten tomatoes and we when we did the the oscars flashback we all admitted that we liked that movie so that's good people do like these movies that you know, quick, you're talking to someone that didn't like don't look up kimmel's point about don't, don't look up is exactly the issue like it's it don't look up is it appears to be what an Oscar film should be. It has Meryl Streep. It has DiCaprio. It, it's like Kimmel said it best in his monologue about the it's idea relevant. of like you just see that name and you go, oh, it's DiCaprio. It's, it must be Oscar worthy. Right. And like yeah. and then Spider-Man is just like left in this idea of like, oh, it's just a goofy superhero movie. I'm like, do you have any, did you watch the Aunt May death scene with Tom Holland? That scene is incredible. It's I want to point out. Acted. I want to point out. I know a member of the Critics' Choice Board is here, and I'm not trying to be too confrontational hey, here. I am, but it's true. T- critics don't vote on the Oscars, as far as I true. know. True. But critics vote on the Critics' Choice Awards, and I think it's even more egregious, given that stat that he gives, that the Critics' Choice nominated don't look up, but not Spider-Man. Uh. Makes no sense. Like, how does that well, make sense? I don't think we saw Spider-Man before we nominated. Oh. To be fair, I think that's still, accurate. But still, a 50-something, yeah. and you nominated it for Best Picture. Pretty don't terrible. Look Up and Spider-Man No Way Home, that is literally the perfect example of what's yeah, wrong but, with the Oscars. Okay, but here's the thing. But but the same argument works backwards for the theatrical experience and box office. Like, we're making the argument of, like, why can't the Academy recognize that there are more movies than the Oscar fair and, and nominate movies like Spider-Man? But on the flip side, you could say, why aren't audiences recognizing that there are more movies than Marvel movies at the box office and supporting movies that come out? Like, like West Side Story and King Richard, all, like, like all these, a lot of these movies that weren't Netflix movies, underperformed at the box office like you know so so it, it goes both ways it's, it's sort of like okay like yeah maybe okay spider-man didn't get nominated for best, best picture everybody saw it and everybody loved it and it made two billion dollars so yes yeah, so like maybe like why can't the academy recognize that that uh you know that, that there are other movies other than west side story well why can't audiences recognize that like west side stories in theaters and it's great and there are movies well, other than spider-man west side like, story it, didn't it, do it, well because I would argue because of the pandemic, um, that movie skews a little bit it came older. Out the ex- <sighs> yeah, but like yeah. my parent, my parents. Okay, but when, a, when, a, when Spider-Man makes eight hundred million dollars, it's yeah, not just kids going to see it. It's no, I get everybody that. going to. So so it proves that I went five times. A, a lot of people are willing to go to the movies. It just I think I think it's honestly I really think it's less about the pandemic and more about what movies are people willing to get up and go see now. And if it's that, the right yeah. movie, it came out in the West Side Story and Spider-Man came out at the same time. No, no, no. I'm saying that when before the pandemic happened, we were already shifting that way. We're like the top box office films were like superhero films and Star Wars and everything. But when the it's pandemic hit, so. no. it sure. solidified that like my yeah. parents are, went to the movies every week before the pandemic and they haven't been to the movies since the pandemic started. And mm-hmm. West Side Story is right in their wheelhouse. That would have been a Friday night, 6 p.m. movie for my parents in, in, in down in Waynesburg, Virginia. And they would have come back and texted me and called me afterwards and told me how it was like that. Like that would have been a normal 
movie my parents would have gone and see. But when they do you didn't think they're going to feel comfortable going back to the movies? I don't know. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, uh, you know, my dad's dealing with some health issues. So I, that, that's a whole nother story. But in terms of I think what Jake, what Gabe just said, basically what happened was the pandemic solidified that exact thing that Jake just said. Like it solidified this idea that if you look at the top five films of 2021, every one of them is a superhero film. Right. It's Venom 2 and uh, Spider-Man, which is like, fine. I'm not I'm not knocking right, that, but I'm also but I'm just saying like, like it, we can't make it, the argument for the Oscars, but then not make the argument for the average moviegoer who's not willing to see stuff other than I don't I don't, fine, I don't see that. I don't see that comparison you're making. I don't understand that. It's just this idea that what we're saying, why don't the Academy like, well, why doesn't the Academy acknowledge that there are films other than your standard Oscar fair out no, there no. To, to acknowledge? And my argument is, why doesn't the average audience, why doesn't the average moviegoer acknowledge that there are other movies other than superhero big blockbuster movies that are in theaters? Like, they're, no, the, they're like, they're, it's two, there are two sides of people that need to acknowledge that there are an, another side of movies that are out there. But no, the but difference, example, Jake, the, hey, yeah. no, the difference, Jake, is one is just people living their lives and that is the mm-hmm. role that movies play in our society the other are people who spend their lives talking living making movies like that's but the I difference mean, the difference is they're they're focused on movies sure we're talking about societally what just happens in right. the sort of okay you know melting the voters, society. If the voters are like, coming together though and they're looking at spider-man no way home how do you look at that movie and go, sure. this is not one of the best like Kimmel said it how is that not one of the top 10 best movies of last year how is it not? Yeah, no, we know. We know it's it's silly. We get it. It's it's not. I've always thought that the best part of the Oscars is that the average moviegoer sees a list of movies nominated over and over and goes, fine, I'll finally watch. Okay, I can't tell you how many people came up to me yesterday and said, okay, fine, I'll go home and watch Power of the Dog. Like no one needs to be convinced to watch. Like no, like no one, no one's, no one's (laughs) really thinking that the Academy is the end all be all of what's good and what's bad. But if if Ten more people watch Coda because of the mm. Academy Award nominations. Then that's yeah. a hell of a lot more important to me than Spider-Man getting a Best Picture nomination. Uh, no, it's not. It's not that Spider-Man has to get a Best Picture nomination. It is changing the dynamic of what we think is an Oscar film. That's what. That's the only point I'm making. That's okay. we need to. We need to get outside of this stupid but, box but, that we're but in. But we. But we aren't the Oscar. Vote. Like we aren't the ones who say what an Oscar film is. But the Oscar voters are people who love movies just as much as we do. The people who vote but for Best Picture is the apparently whole different movies. Well, that's the older skewing Academy. There's, a, there's yeah. a disconnect, a, a definite disconnect between Academy members and audience and regular audience members. And then you have these weird ones where Return of the King wins or you or, or, or you'll have like Mad Max get nominated for Best Picture. Like every once in a while, they'll squeeze one in that. And then you go, oh, all right, they finally got it. And then and then, then they hold you over for a little bit and then they go back to the same bullshit they do every single year. And then yeah. Denis doesn't get nominated. And, you know, and, and your annual reminder, though, yeah. as we're getting worked up here. It means nothing. It yeah, means, I mean, I mean the, 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 the fact that we like look back and we do that. We do a, a bonus episode where we look back at an Oscar, you know, year from 20 years ago. And then we had these moments where we go, oh, wow, like that. That movie came out that year and was yeah, nominated. Yeah, yeah. It means that we're going to forget this in like six months. But what we're not going to forget is that Spider-Man made two billion dollars. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Money, Spider-Man won. Spider-Man nice. won. Spider-Man All won. Right. Let's get to snubs. We threw a poll up for the snubs. We asked the people. If Denis Villeneuve is the most egregious snub, which I think we would argue I that it the possibly word is, uh, what would be second? And we gave you Lady Gaga, Ruth Nega for passing, Aaron Sorkin as a screenwriter for being in the Ricardos. And I combined 
Katrina Bauf and Jamie Dornan into one. Uh, Jakey, who do you think came in second for the most egregious snub? I think people are going to say Gaga just because it was the most high profile. I would argue that like that was actually the most high profile snub just because the average person, um, at least like my viewers at home, don't really know who Denis Villeneuve is. And who would you pick of those? Who would you pick? Would you (sighs) give them to me again? Not Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Ruth Nega for passing. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin uh, for being the Ricardos and Katrina Belf and Jamie Dornan. I would say Belf and Dornan. Yeah. Yeah. I also would say that too. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga dominated with 65% of the vote. Yeah, so yeah, I figured that makes sense. The little monsters found our poll. Yeah. Uh, but in the comments section, it was loaded with um, Bradley Cooper for Nightmare Alley. Last Duel was recognized. Tick, tick, boom. Yeah. Nick Cage. And then a lot of Spider-Man No Way Home. So, okay, we have a few movies that are opening this week. Uh, we didn't get a chance to see a lot of them because we were so immersed in the Oscar conversation. But a film called Black Light is opening. Uh, I'm not sure. Is that a streamer? Do you guys know if that's a streamer? No, theaters. That's theaters. 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 Oh, theaters. Interesting. Uh, Marry Me is coming out in theaters. I've heard a number of people say to me that they really want to go see it. Uh, return to the rom-com uh, genre for Jennifer Lopez and uh, Owen Wilson. Death on the Nile is opening. The Kenneth Branagh film uh, with a star-studded cast. Follow up to Murder on the Orient Express. Continuation of the Hercule Poirot mysteries uh we haven't had a chance to see it yet but i'm probably gonna go out of my way to see it uh and then hbo max has a new steven soderbergh movie called kimmy which i was able to go see um and it's interesting but a little bit generic considering it's from steven soderbergh if if i had watched it not knowing it was him i would have been really surprised um it stars zoe kravitz uh she works for a futuristic type amazon company Uh, And Kimmy is essentially Siri of this universe. Oh, interesting. Everybody uses Kimmy to to do all the different things that they need technology to do in their world. And she runs data and listens to a lot of the Kimmy things to clean up if there are issues, if there are questions you ask Kimmy uh, and Kimmy gives the wrong answer. She goes back in and she reworks it. Uh, And Kimmy is able to basically listen on everything going on in our world. And through the course of her monitoring Kimmy for mistakes, she overhears what she thinks is a murder. Um, And so I was like, ah, it's an intriguing premise. Yeah. But then at the same time, she's also an agoraphobic uh, and is afraid to leave her apartment. And of course, um, the Kimmy people, the the corporation is like, well, we need you to come downtown if we're going to investigate this. And she can't leave her apartment. And it's about how is she going to overcome her fears? And it becomes too many things. Like first it was a a technology movie and then it was a murder mystery movie. And then it was, is she going to overcome her uh, agoraphobic fears? And then it's like corruption at the the corporate level and it lost its way. Um, So I think Zoe is really Zoe Kravitz is really good in it. But I don't think the movie ever really knew 100 percent what it was supposed to be. So if it's it's Soderbergh, it's it's worth checking out. It's on HBO Max. But considering the fact that he just came off of a, a truly terrific film last year, uh, I don't think that this one is up to its standards. So uh, Bradford Young is the cinematographer, celebrated cinematographer of uh, Jake's favorite movie, Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, and he is also the subject of our blend game this week. Hashtag Bradford Young. Uh, Jakey, why don't we start with you? Tell me you picked Solo. I did pick Solo, actually. No, oh, wow. no, Honestly, I, no Solo does I not look good, dude. Love, oh, it I looks good. love how Solo looks. I love the look of Solo. I love like the dark 
grunginess in some scenes. I love yeah, like yeah. the blinding whites of like the snows and the sands. And uh, I, I really, do, I love sort of a, the, the lightings of uh, the, the cleanest that, you know, this was a time when the millennium Falcon was clean and pristine. I love how he shoots, you know, the, the clean, pristine millennium Falcon, unlike anything we've ever seen before. Um, I, I really, and also yet that, you know, not that, I don't know if this weighs in one way or the other, but you have to also have to consider the, uh, the circumstances under which he was shooting. Everything that happened with that movie is, is just, just stacked the deck against him. Um, and I, I really love how solo, I love just the, the dark grunginess of it. I'm, I'm very much, very much into solo and how it looks. So the dark grunginess is what turns me off about it. Like that you're supposed to be a sci-fi futuristic galaxy. Like it shouldn't look like Detroit. So all the star Wars movies have to look to do all the Marvel movies have to look the same. No. And they don't, they all look quite different. They do kind of all look the same. They, they really do don't. Do. They, they, they honestly do. they don't all, they all, all look, the same. look the same. That's I mean, I guess you, you gotta give them credit. Give give them credit though for that. The solo name scene is shot impeccably. Um, that's a really it beautifully a shot. Why, why am I even on this show? Like <laughs> Gabe has a camera now. Like he could be the third person. Yeah, in, in, in Jake's defense, I'm on uh, your side. Cool, yeah, cool things, yeah, yeah. One of the cool things they uh, wait, Gabe. You're not on Jake's side in terms of his pick. There's no way you are. Oh, no, I'm on his side that okay, it looks good. Okay. I think you guys are wrong okay, if you're okay. saying that it looks bad. Oh, I don't not. think it looks bad. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm saying on, I think, I'm on his side. You know what I think that. looks bad? Sean's face. Well, I think... Oh, I feel bad. I, think, I, uh, I feel bad about that. That's personal. I think, Why? Because <laughs> it's terrible. I think, that's me. I think Solo was shot well, um, but I... Uh, I think I know what you guys that, picked. Like I, like well, I, no, I'm fully aware of what you guys. No, are you're pick. not. There, no, there is not. something cool they did in uh, Solo, which I thought was cool. I want to say it was the first time or one of the first times they did it, where they actually built these LED screens that were around the windows of the Falcon and essentially like projected the light speed and things that were happening for the actors and like you I get know, like the brightness of the stars yeah, on their faces on their which is eyes. really cool yeah I, I know mando does it I, I and i could be wrong i remember i remember interviewing ron howard for solo and i think he said it was the first time but i could be wrong but it was definitely one of the first times they had played with this of giving us real screens with the yeah. light speed so that stuff was i think cool. i think mando was the first time where they were like shooting entire like <clears throat> exteriors yeah. and stuff so yeah, yeah they, they just shoot the show like that yeah. By the way, Bryce Dallas Howard's uh, Boba Fett episode. Oh. Tremendous. Well, so, I believe what you mean is Bryce Dallas Howard's Mandalorian episode. For sure. But I mean, that looked fantastic. That showed me a different side of that galaxy where I was like, well, this looks amazing. And yet I've heard plenty of people calling for like, give her uh, a movie. Yes, I yeah. agree. 100%. Sure she's, that's what she's working up towards. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I, I feel like that's what's going to start happening is that all these directors are going to basically start auditioning on the TV like do you like do you think like I'm assuming Rodriguez wants uh, a movie based on the reaction to his Whoa. episodes did you guys see the finale <laughs> no I, I haven't, haven't watched it yet no, no. yeah I know I'm excited Oof. Kev what did you pick for uh Bradford Young I mean I picked the only thing on his list that actually would be the best I'm gonna shock you then go ahead I mean how could you guys not choose a rival I mean listen Selma is incredibly shot He's an amazing cinematographer, but Arrival is one of the greatest shot films I've seen ever. It's it's a masterpiece on every single level. I mean, like the way he I mean, that that film is so intimate and interesting and close up. And like the the whole idea of the flash forwards being being actual or I'm sorry, the whole idea of the memories being flash forwards and the way those are shot and manipulated to make you feel that way. I mean, he truly 
found a special way to shoot those sequences. And you also have to understand, like those scenes when Amy Adams and Renner are up there with, you know, talking with the aliens like that did not look the way the film is showing it to you. Like they had to shoot that in a way and then fix it in post. I mean, it's it's like it's very interesting how they how they um, shot that film. No, no question. That's that's the best choice on that list. And but your favorite, which is the game and favorite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Also my favorite. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm not trying to disparage Arrival because Arrival is fantastic on every level. But when I saw this title on his filmography, I had to go with A Most Violent Year, which another gorgeous film literally looks like he unearthed a canister of film that had been shot in the 1970s and then, you know, strung it up through a through a a camera and played a projection and and blasted onto screen. I mean, they should have hired him to do the Sopranos movie because <laughs> the Sopranos movie that should have been set back in that time looks like it was, you know, a glossy sort of made for HBO Max film. The way that that most violent year is lit, it's got this sort of orange yellow hue to it, which is fantastic. It looks a little dirty. <laughs> it looks a little roughed up. Uh, I think J.C. Chandor is an underrated filmmaker. I think I, was, I need uh, to go back. I remember loving that movie when it came out, but I don't think I've seen it since. I need to go back and rewatch it. It is excellent. Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain are both outstanding in it to the surprise of nobody. Uh, And Bradford Young cinematography in A Most Violent Year is amazing. It's one of those movies that came out at the end of the year and everyone thought maybe it would get uh, awards potential. And then when it didn't, everyone just overlooked it. But go back and rewatch it, dude, because it's it's terrific. So uh, audience picks (laughs) Gabe writes spoilers. Everyone said arrival. So surprise, 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 surprise. Uh, for next week. You can reach out on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. What? Yes. Hashtag Danny Glover blend. We're playing Danny Glover oh. blend next week. That's outstanding. I knew so, you'd be excited. About it's that. clearly <laughs> angels in the outfield. I mean, there, there's no other answer for this. You guys are so Jeez. young. <laughs> no, we're not. That's his. It's his masterpiece. And, you know, stop it. Uh, you can use hashtag Danny Glover blend on social I media. Love angels in the outfield. Oh, it's or you can email us at iconic. real blend at cinema blend dot com. Uh, do us a favor and drop us a review on Apple podcasts. That way we can read it here on the show. Uh, and it also helps us grow out the audience. Leave us a rating on Spotify as well, too. Uh, the show is available there. In addition to all the cool places where you get your podcast needs met, our next premium episode, which is going to land on Monday, is another two film challenge. Actors part two. Two AKA film challenges, a lot of fun. The Alien Game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you don't know what that means, subscribe to Premium. Uh, you can get access I to this it because of how much it episodes. angers Gabe. A real blend premium at cinemablend.com backslash real blend premium. Follow us on social media. At Jake's Takes, at Kevin McCarthy TV, at this was the this was the this was literally listening to this part of last week's show when Gabe was doing this when I was like this is weird to listen to because he adapted my cadence. Oh yeah, and it's, I, impersonated I, not me. Only do I, not only do I hear you say it, I then have yeah. to edit you saying it. So I've yeah. heard well, it's, it's like well, if any of us were to start the show, we would all go hello, blenders, and welcome. To, like yes, we'd all you know, do that. Yeah. Do you know a little fun fact? I uh, started to drop the second welcome uh, once we passed. Uh, 200 and someone yelled at me uh, via email and they said, can you, can you go back to saying it twice, please? Because (laughs) I say it with you at the beginning of each episode and um, you screwed me up when you only said it once. (laughs) Amazing. Very funny. Uh, At Sean underscore O'Connell at Gabe Kovach. And the show is at real blend. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, 
Hockey, <laughs> hockey pads, hockey pads. This cannot be the game. That like, is rule, the new thing. Overrule, man. No. It's hockey pads. Please, hockey pads. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.